0: hi and welcome back to kylie says if you're looking for a virtual bff you found me on this podcast we go deep we talk about things like my eating disorder recovery my obsession with human design my current spiritual awakening we talk to intuitive guides mediums and psychics we cover topics like manifestation the power of energy angel numbers spirit guides motherhood and more I'm in my 30s navigating life as a mom of two, a wifey, and a PR executive. No topics are off limits and nothing is filtered. Shit is about to get real. So buckle up, jump on the high vibrations with me, and welcome. You're part of a community here and I am so happy to have you. I feel like if you ask most moms today how they go about creating boundaries in their personal and professional lives they would say that it is something that they struggle with. I think when you become a parent in particular, the idea of boundaries almost becomes this foreign topic because when you have a child, all of your boundaries that you had created with friends or at work fall by the wayside because the only boundaries that you are working within the limits of are those that your children are essentially placing on you, especially children that are new to the world that, or as my daughter would say, born babies, because you are pretty much at the mercy of that child until they form some semblance of independence. So as they are figuring out what independence may look like for them as they grow, you are ultimately in a period where you are losing a whole hell of a lot of yours. And I think that that's something that becomes really scary when you actually think about what does it mean to have any sort of a boundary these days? Because this topic came up for me because my husband and I went away for our anniversary trip and it really got me thinking about how we are creating and setting boundaries with each other and with our work and at our home with our children as we're trying to teach them how to be meaningful people and live in a way that feels authentic? And also, how do we help them be good people? Are we creating an environment at our house for them where they're learning skills that are going to make them be good people in the world? Are they learning how to put their toys away? Are they learning how to share? Are they learning how to say thank you and please and no thank you when they don't want something? Are they learning how to appropriately Utilize their feelings and that got me thinking and just going down this rabbit hole of Where do I need to create better boundaries in my own life? And where do I need to be? Utilizing some of my you know Decision-making to help myself establish some boundaries within what I am willing to take or think and where do I need to set some guidelines around how I'm structuring my days and my life and how I'm spending my time. And a lot of the boundaries that I'm thinking about more particularly are those that I'm creating internally in my head or externally in my home. So for instance, my husband and I recently for our anniversary trip just dove in, I think we spent two hours just sitting in our hotel room talking about tons of different topics. We disagreed on a number of things, but then we also had A lot of similarities on the ways that we wanted to do things like raising our kids, teach them to be good people, foster a familial environment and one of like growth, individuality, expansiveness, learning. And, you know, those topics I feel like we heavily align on, which is fantastic because I feel like parenting is one of the most difficult things that you can do. So to be able to align on your parenting philosophy... I mean, honestly, like then you found a really good partner for you. But we did start talking about some other things like psychedelic healing journeys that I, and if you've listened to my last episode, I went into a total deep dive on what ketamine therapy is and why I'm so interested in it because it's something that I am utilizing as a tool in my toolbox for my ongoing healing journey. But one thing that I was realizing about myself as we were talking about this is that I have the potential to create a boundary around how else like how his opinion is going to affect my experience and obviously I just have to say like I am wholly respectful of his experience and how his and of his experience and of his perspective but I am ultimately in charge of my own life and I have to set boundaries around things that I feel like are going to be a good opportunity for me and something that I feel like is going to be a huge part of my healing journey based on the fact that I have tried so many different things and I still struggle with a number of negative thoughts that create depressive experiences for me in my day to day. After our anniversary trip, I really realized one, when I drink, I get into a place in my head that I do not like. I feel super tired I don't feel super positively about myself and I don't end up feeling like I can make decisions in a way that are representing or supporting the life that I want to be leading, which is one where I want to feel really good about the decisions I make. I want to feel like I'm making them from a, a sound place of mind. I want to feel like I have positive thoughts and intentions in the things that I'm doing and I want to feel like I'm able to make A list or a goal and follow through with that and build trust in myself and my decision-making and every single time when I drink especially when I drink more than I probably should not only do I end up feeling terrible like my stomach cannot handle it anymore I always feel like I need to get sick because I think that that was just a de facto place for my nervous system to go when I would traditionally drink that heavily and then do things like eat food, my body can no longer handle that. It's almost like I created a state of homeostasis for myself when I was drinking really heavily and then eating a lot of food and then purging that food. And so every time I feel like I drink really heavily, my body goes into that state of homeostasis where I cannot physically digest what I continue to put in my body after a certain point that is incredibly uncomfortable for me and disappointing and not fun. And it never ends up, I never end up in a position where I actually wake up the next day feeling really good about myself or feeling like, okay, that was something that made my body feel really good. And I'm, there's a saying that I'm sure you've all probably heard of, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's genuinely how I feel when I drink too much, like I am sick and tired of feeling like I've made all of this progress throughout, let's say the week or, you know, throughout certain days where, okay, I'm sticking to my journaling. I'm sticking to my meditation. I'm following through on all of these things that I told myself I wanted to follow through on. I'm building trust in my intuitive side where I can say, okay, I wanted to do this and I did it. And I'm proud of myself because I had very little, if any of those feelings when, I was going through my eating disorder and now I am trying to reestablish that trust within myself that does not need to depend upon things like alcohol or depend upon things like my eating disorder, which was ultimately a way for me to escape some of the pain that I was really feeling and it was a it was like a diversion for me it was like if I had two roads and one road was the one that was saying okay you're gonna have to face all of the shit that you're actually feeling so that you can and you're gonna have to address it head-on so that you can create better a boundaries and what you're putting into your body how much you're eating when you're eating and why, and taking a look at yourself in the mirror and saying, why am I doing these things to myself? Or you can take the other side that's just going to cover up all of your trauma that you're creating in your body because you don't want to deal and you are not ready to deal with what you might find if you take time to allow your body to just sit and be quiet and listen to your thoughts. And that got me thinking about boundaries because i feel like especially when you become a mom the idea of boundaries Almost go away because it's like you can't go to the bathroom without someone being in the bathroom with you you can't shower without feeling like is there a baby crying like am I hearing things you can bear I can personally barely even go to sleep unless I have background noise because otherwise I feel like I keep hearing my kids is someone up out of bed is someone rolling around in bed is someone coughing is someone crying and it's very hard for me to settle my own self and so I had to create some sort of boundaries even with things like my sleep environment so I sleep with, I need to have noise on, I need to have noise when I sleep now. And I used to have to sleep with an eye mask, but I no longer necessarily have to do that. I do still love it because it helps me sleep. But now I do feel like by the time I actually go to sleep, I'm traditionally tired enough that I don't necessarily need the eye mask, but I do need things like earplugs to go to sleep. If I do not have them, I get so distracted by all of the sounds, even just like a floor creaking or feeling like I hear cars outside or people talking outside if someone's getting out of the car going into their garage moving their trash cans like rolling over a drain that is right outside of our window that always makes noise when cars drive over it like I cannot fall asleep if I can if I hear all of those noises and that like anxiety around hearing all of these sounds started when I was living by myself and I was trying to create like a more comfortable sleep routine but I was also trying to create a a more comfortable sleep routine on the heels of binging and purging every single night living by myself and then hiding that from every single person in my entire life because at that point zero people knew outside of myself. So I was going to bed in this state of high anxiety every single night and then trying to find a way to bring peace into my world and the only way that I felt any sense of release was when I was binging and purging. So I was not creating any boundaries for myself around that and then wondering why I always felt like I was so on edge why I always felt like oh my gosh I can't wait to have just like a drink or go out and let things go and you know be free and my default was just I'm going to go out and I don't care how much I drink because I'm not trying to not get drunk and I'm not trying to not black out if it happens it happens I just wanted to have fun and almost use drinking as a cover because I wanted to be fun. I wanted to be the fun party girl. I wanted to be able to keep up with all the guys. I wanted to be able to be someone that everyone wanted to have fun with. Oh, you had a moment in time or a moment in your life where you're celebrating something. Great. I can be that girl for you. We can go out. We can party. We can do all of these things. We can do bottle service. I can have fun. I'm pretty. I love my body. But in reality, all of those things were huge cover-ups for every single thing that that was going on in the background. Like I was feeling severely insecure i was comparing myself to every single girl that i saw in the club i was trying to identify with this persona that i didn't totally even know if it belonged to me because it's like i created this narrative from a false sense of confidence and it was absolutely not the best way (laughs) to be living but now i'm still dealing with some of the some of the i guess repercussions of that negative thought cycle and those negative behaviors. And if you are someone who is experiencing any of those things, when it comes to actually setting boundaries in your life, even for yourself, that can become a very difficult thing because not only is it helping you or not only is it requiring you to prime your decision-making skills, but it's also requiring you to have difficult conversations with people in your life who might be taking advantage of the fact that you don't have boundaries right now. And that becomes really difficult, especially, if you want to have experiences with others and you feel like, oh, I just need some other human to human time, but then you're doing it in, ter- in a way that doesn't totally feel authentic because let's say you got invited to go do something and you're like, oh my gosh, yay, I finally can get out of the house. But maybe you really end up not wanting to do that and then you go on that day and you come home just feeling totally drained because you didn't feel confident enough to just say, you know, I'm so glad that you invited me, but I am just not in a place where I feel like I'm going to be myself and have a good experience for myself today if I actually go to this event or if I go to this party or if I host this thing or if I join that or if I, you know, do all of these things. And I think one of the biggest things is like understanding and being able to identify oh, is that, where is this coming from and how can you tie it back to being authentically you and making decisions that feel authentically aligned with how you feel in your gut. So for instance, this can be, let's think about it from a friendship perspective. One thing that I always find so interesting, and I realize that this is kind of like duh, but it also is so strange to me. Before you get married, you are most of the time always with your girlfriends. You are getting your nails done with them. You are grocery shopping with them. You are watching your favorite TV shows with them. You are sharing you know, meals with them, you're cooking together, you're going out to eat together, you're doing everything together. And then once you get to the point usually of like getting engaged or moving in with a boyfriend, then you separate yourselves from those people. So all of the things that you had just started to kind of try to identify and creating boundaries, like these are my meals, if they're in this fridge, like please don't eat them. Or, you know, I really want to try to go to bed after X time. So like, I would really love it if you don't bring people over after this time or you can go out on Mondays, but that's really not my thing so I'm gonna stay in. So like please don't bother me when you come home. Don't come home in a drunk mess. like pick up your clothes, you do your laundry and do your dishes, yada yada. So it's like you were living with other other women who you can totally just say like, you know you can say I'm whatever's happening in your body you can feel more open about and then you immediately go into this period where you move in with a partner. This is how my life experience was. You move in with a partner and then you see your girlfriends less and less and less just by the nature of being with your partner and building a life with them and trying to identify what are what is your future going to look like together? How are you going to create these experiences and these shared opportunities about saying, okay, hey, we can go and do all of these things together. And then add on top of that, building a family and you undoubtedly end up limiting some of the girl time or some of the opportunities that you had with your friends before you had a husband or a partner or a family or kids. And so I think even knowing you need like being able to look at yourself in an authentic way and say, I need like my girl time to feel like a valued friend because I love the interaction. I miss the camaraderie and I feel, I love being able to hang with my friends and give them advice or do something for them or bring something over to their house or have the shared experience with them and their husband and their kids or whatever the case may be. And I feel like that can be really hard. I have struggled with this significantly since having kids in particular because I am someone who really does thrive in being around other people. Yes, at certain times I will get drained from like, a ton of interaction but for the most part i feel like it lifts me up when i'm around the people that i love when i'm around the people that i love and we are having fun and we're laughing and our kids are playing together honestly like few things make me that happy because i love being able to have vulnerable conversations with people i care about being able to kind of share a little bit about my life and my experiences hear about theirs you know, have a meal together and just do like some of the most basic things that in the moment make me feel so thankful that I have these friendships and these, you know, and the chance to have these experiences with other people. But I was not doing, I still am not doing the best job at trying to show up for other people. And I think I am so caught up still to this day In the negative thought patterns and the loops that are going on in my head at all times that I feel like everyone must be concerned with something that I'm doing but in reality everyone has so much of their own shit going on that no one is probably paying attention to what I am doing which is fine it's probably better but I then am also not creating space for my friends to have an opportunity to share what's going on in their lives because I am not proactively reaching out as much as I should I am not proactively showing up as much as I could I am not asking them what would be a meaningful boundary for us to have in terms of getting together and sometimes I will feel like oh if I don't see them You know, or we're not just showing up at each other's houses with pizzas, a can you know, a can cans of beer and a bottle of wine, then we're not having this real authentic friendship because in my head, I thought that we were gonna be doing this, but then, you know, we're not able to do that and it makes me sad. But that is based on this narrative that I've created in my head that in order to have the friendships that I want to have. We need to be together all the time. We need to be doing random things together. It needs to be unplanned, spontaneous. That'll make it more fun without taking some time to think that that might not actually work for everyone. (laughs) And whether I want that or not, I don't even have time for that during the week. Like creating these false ideas and creating these expectations on friends without them even knowing or having any idea that that's an expectation of mine and then feeling let down instead of saying to my friends I realize that we all have separate lives and that we all are super busy but what would make me really feel lit up is if we were to be able to dedicate one day a month at least to continue to foster our friendship and that is something that I haven't actually even shared with my friends because it's just it's just a different sort of conversation to have now but I did actually end up seeing a friend in person today and I was able to tell her that for my birthday, which is literally in two months, the only thing that I wanna be able to do is have a girl's spa day. I don't care if we drink, I don't care what we do, I just wanna be able to spend some meaningful time together because I miss the camaraderie. And that is a boundary for me that I wanna create. I wanna create boundaries in my home life and in my work life to make, and in my family life, to make time for my girlfriends. Like I want to create a... I want to create space to say every single month, I would love to see you at least once, even if it's for 20 minutes, even if it's if we have to go to the grocery store together to do our shopping, and it's the only time that we can get out of the house without a significant other or a child, or if we bring the kids. Like It doesn't matter to me, but those are the things and the conversations that I feel like we don't have now because we're so stuck on using comparisons to to tie ourselves or to align with. Like we're looking online to compare, oh, are we doing that? Oh, is that my shared experience? Or is this just an experience that I'm assuming I should be having because I'm seeing it online and other people seem to be doing it so well. And then when it comes to things like work-life balance, I think that that has honestly been... It has become so much harder working from home. At first I was like it is such a blessing to be able to work from home because I get to be involved in my child's life or my children's lives. I get to do, you know, I get to balance when I wake up, when I go to bed. I get to eliminate 3 hours of commuting time during the day that I can use to make, make myself a lunch, go for a walk, you know, take a take some meaningful time out of the day to be able to play with my son while he's home. Whatever the case is. But now Because where I work and where I live are the same space, it is much harder to create boundaries for myself around, okay, this is when I'm gonna stop working. This is when I'm gonna start working. This is when I'm gonna take a meaningful break, not look on my phone, not respond to slacks, not be checking emails when I'm sitting on the sofa with my kids And, you know, making sure that I'm actually creating some meaningful time. So one of the things that I did is on my calendar available to every single person at my company, I blocked 5 to 8 p.m. as sacred family time. So that means that it doesn't necessarily mean that I stop working at 5 p.m. because that's kind of unrealistic for me, at least. But... It is, it's setting an expectation and setting a boundary for other people that during that window, if they need something from me and they look at my calendar, they know that that is time that I am trying to dedicate to my family. That is time that I'm trying to create a boundary around for showing up for my family. I will try to go offline and not be on my computer if I don't need to be, unless I have something that's, you know, due in a timely manner to a client or that a response is really needed to someone internally if they're waiting on me to make a decision or send something through. But other than that, that is time where I am trying to focus on being present with my family, cooking dinner, eating dinner as a family, cleaning up the house, getting the kids in bed, reading a bedtime story, snuggling with my daughter, and then doing whatever I need to do like journaling, or, you know, doing my meditation, or whatever the case might be, working out, sometimes I work out after I put the kids to bed, so creating that boundary in my schedule every single day, and then it becomes an expectation, and it becomes something that's more scheduled, and it becomes something that feels more, it it comes with more ease, because, okay, I've created more of, like, a this is a pattern for me now. And I am all about like creating patterns, creating schedules. I like being able to schedule things into my day, even if it's something that's like 7 a.m. is focusing time on my kids, getting them breakfast, getting them ready for school, getting them whatever they need to get out the door. And usually I'm not doing, I'm not like putting on makeup at that time or I'm not doing honestly anything else other than trying to be present for morning routines, dropping my daughter off at school, coming home and then kicking off my day. So I will block time on my calendar that is visible to every single person so that if they need something from me at that time and they look at my calendar to see if I'm available, they can easily identify, oh, okay, she's basically created a boundary here. And I did the exact same thing when I was working from home and I was nursing every single day because I needed to have breaks in between, let's say like four and a half hours of calls and an eight hour workday, where I could actually take about 30 to 40 minutes to pump when my son was only having breast milk still. That was something that I needed to create a boundary around because what I found when I came back to work and did not set that boundary or that expectation with anyone is that I was ending up feeling like I don't have any time to pump because I am always on calls or responding to emails or responding to slacks and I have created no opportunity in my day to allow myself any time to just sit and not feel stressed at the prospect of having to pump. Because another thing that's not going to help me is feeling incredibly stressed out and trying to pump. I do not want to be putting all of that cortisol into my breast milk and flowing through my body and then feeding it to my son in between meetings like that is just not an ideal way to be moving throughout your day. And I think also when it comes to being able to actually spend any time with your spouse, like there has to be some sort of a boundary between this is when we are working and this is when we are tuning in to each other and trying to set some meaningful guidelines and boundaries around, if we are going to be spending this 30 minutes together, even if it's just sitting on the sofa watching TV, Let's not be on our phones because it is so easy and I am so guilty of this to just pick up my phone and start mindlessly scrolling through Instagram or Googling or online shopping when we're sitting together and then I'm not paying attention to the show. I have no idea if you're talking to me or not. I am not paying attention to anything that you're saying and that I'm just creating this like mindless blackout for myself where I'm not engaged with my husband at all because I'm just vegging out because I feel like I am so overstimulated throughout the whole day. That even the idea of sitting there and having a conversation feels overwhelming. But it actually doesn't feel overwhelming if you just turn some of the stimulation off. This having a, an opportunity for us to sit down and talk without any distractions of phone, kids, work, or anything for the first time in like a year, it felt like, was such a nice change of pace. And yes, that's not going to happen every single night. You're not going to always have an opportunity before you go to sleep to have a two-hour conversation with your spouse about all of these huge things that are top of mind for you. I understand that that's not realistic, but trying to set boundaries of, okay, after this time or within these windows, we will not be on calls or we will try not to work so that we can dedicate at least 10 minutes to each other where we can just sit and be in each other's company and enjoy each other's company and not feel like we have to be stressing over or getting mad at each other because i'm trying to finish this like stop bothering me like you just go in the other room and do whatever you need to do i need to like get this work done or i need to finish this i need to do this so i think finding ways to and honestly like creating boundaries is really just a way for you to be more i keep saying the word authentic but it keeps coming to mind like create boundaries around things that authentically make you feel good and light you up That can mean each month you and your husband are going to take one night out and you're going to go and do a date night because that is a, you have created a boundary within your marriage that you will not go one whole month without doing a date night because that is too long. And then if you go one month, you'll likely go two months. And then if you go two months, you'll likely go three months. And then the process will just continue and continue and continue. And your pattern will end up being that you're not spending any time together because you're not prioritizing it. And you're not setting a boundary that within your marriage you are saying, each month you are dedicating at least one evening to each other. And having those meaningful conversations with your partner, where you can identify—is this something that matters to us? Is this something that we want to work on? Is this something that we want to make sure that we're having an opportunity to continue to foster as we get busier and busier as the kids get older, and as work continues to be crazy in the ecosystem that we're in today in this current economy? So, and then when it comes to work, I think that that's also one that's super hard, and I think that this is going to be completely individualized based on what your career is, but being able to set some boundaries. I already talked a little bit about how I set some with my job, but also sometimes I will have to skip a call for my own mental health. If it is not something that is absolutely critical for me to be on from like an internal, for instance, and I need just 20 or 30 minutes to myself to be able to get some food or drop my kid off or do something, sometimes you have to just set that boundary. And know that if there are consequences to it, that you're going to have to be the one to deal with those. But it is ultimately up to you to request what you want and to make it clear what what those boundaries are that you want to create or stick to. And a boundary is really just a guideline. It's really just a way for you to look at what matters to me and how am I going to start to begin to implement some of those things within my day-to-day life? What things do I need to take What things do I want to try to do less of and incorporate more of? So like I am trying to work within certain boundaries about alcohol. Like I am trying at this point in time. I have said I am not going to drink for a little while. I want to just take a break from alcohol. I will have other drinks like a kin euphorics beverage, for instance. And it's like it calls itself a functional beverage for modern rituals. And it's meant it has like L-theanine to ease you back into like your center, Damiana to really ignite that heart fire inside. And it's just meant to be almost like a nice summer drink. And then I bought a tea kettle and I've been, I had my nanny help me create this gorgeous pineapple guava tea black tea today. And then I put it in a really fancy glass with some lemon rinds just to make it feel more beautiful. I've been juicing every single day. And so I've created a boundary for myself. I am not going to drink for at least 20 to 30 days. I want to just completely refresh my system. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to fuck with alcohol at all. I want to fuck with fresh juice. And this morning I made a wonderful little tonic of Carrot, orange, and ginger. And then my husband and I had like little tonics together in the morning and it was delicious. And then after I picked my daughter up from daycare, I asked if she wanted to do some juicing. She said yes. So my daughter, my son, and I juiced carrots, we juiced lemons, and we juiced apples, and we made a little I guess it's a little tonic and all of us had it together at the dinner table after I finished cooking dinner. So it was an opportunity for us to do things together, for them to get vegetables and fruits into their diet in a way that they thought was actually really fun. They were involved in the process. And that's also something like I need to create boundaries around what we eat and how we eat it in this house, especially because my daughter who now is four has type one diabetes. When we eat unhealthy, we are intentionally providing her food that is not going to nourish her system, that is going to shoot her blood sugar levels high. And as her mom, at a certain point, I need to make a boundary around what we have in this house and what we choose to feed her should not be impacting her blood sugar so dramatically that we cannot either bring it down because it is shooting her levels up too high and we are not providing her meaningful opportunities to take the best care of her health. Because if I am not teaching her how to take care of her health, she will absolutely not know or have learned how to take care of her health. And so that is a boundary that I've tried to create for myself. I think that I need to 100% be more intentional in what I am cooking for dinner, what I'm giving her in her lunch to go to school, what I'm providing for the kids for snacks, how we are, how we look at eating as a whole, and really being more intentional about trying to be a little bit more plant-based, but also cooking more of the meals at home so that i know what is in them i know how they're being prepared i don't have to worry about is there hidden sugar in this you know is this is this meal going to undoubtedly make her feel not good afterwards and i want her to be able to have a better understanding of how to fuel her body in a way that makes her feel good while not shooting her levels up through the roof and then having to administer a ton of insulin that honestly probably wasn't needed if i had given her food that had more fiber protein etc so as you look at your life i think the call to action is like really take an inventory of some of the habits that you've been creating and the patterns that you've been falling into and take a hard long look at yourself and say like am i devoting too much of my attention to other people and not taking any time for myself because if that's the case then you might need to make a boundary that every single day you need to have at least 20 minutes to yourself it can be going on a walk it can be reading a book it can be taking a nap it can be taking a bath like think about ways that will make you feel more lit up and incorporate those into your day. Creating a boundary around what you need is not selfish. Creating an opportunity for you to be the best person, mom, wife, partner, you know, professional that you can be is the best way to continue to show up in life. And if you are not utilizing all of the skills and opportunities at your disposal to create your dream world, then you are not doing it right. This is definitely something that I continue to have to work on. But it is also one of the things that I think has been the most valuable realization that i've that came out of this past weekend for me because, I need to create better boundaries for myself and also need to be able to use my voice to say what my expectations are and without being able to understand what's meaningful to me, I'll never be able to create A, a meaningful expectation for others in my life, being able to share what my experiences are and why those make me feel good or bad, but also being able to tell others like, hey, this is really meaningful for me. Could we potentially incorporate this more into our friendship, into our marriage, etc.? And so, being able to take a look at yourself and say, you know what, I actually really value my alone time. I do not get it nearly enough, and I think I need to tell my partner that I want to have at least 20 minutes a day to myself once I put the kids to bed. And I don't want to be around them, (laughs) and that's not a bad thing at all. But I need some time to myself to physically and mentally recharge. And the only way that I that is when I take some time to myself to read a book, sit in silence, shut my eyes, take a shower, take a bath, or really just disconnect from the world, then you need to make that request and you should not feel guilty about trying to do something that makes you feel better. I would love to know what other people have taken from this episode and what you've discovered might be something that you want to set a boundary for yourself or set a guideline around so feel free to comment if you've gotten this far thank you so so much also it would be so meaningful to me if you are enjoying the podcast if you wanted to leave a review on either apple or spotify or wherever you are listening to this podcast that would be so so awesome i truly truly value any and all feedback constructive or otherwise when it comes to the podcast Also, if you have any guests or people that you think would make an awesome person for me to interview on the show, please let me know because I am always looking for guests to interview. And I think anyone that really has, honestly, anyone who has their own career, who has a, who, you know, is doing anything that would benefit moms, women, wives, career people. I mean, honestly, anyone I think could make a great guest, but if there's someone in mind that you think I should interview, let me know.